which is on the mountain. Chapter 5, written and narrated by Enda Mangan. At winter time in the north, Pennsylvania can be an unforgiving and cold, wet, snowy place. Morning commutes on the roads can be unforgiving to someone not from that area. A buggy was traveling towards Lancaster at great speed. It was November and you could smell the festive season in the air. The young woman sat next to her husband, wrapped in blankets, as they traveled towards her parents for Sunday brunch. They had just left their church where their bishop, her uncle, had given Sunday service. She had just turned 18 and had just given birth a season before. Her father, concerned for her health, felt it was depression that she was hiding from. She seemed lost most days. When they would talk, she would show, she would show no signs of life. Always just a wry smile and a bowed head. Her mother, a most kindred and spirit woman, understood the feelings of a young Amish wife after birth. She knew happiness was warm in her heart, not regret. Yet she also knew that dreams are often dreamt in silence, especially for young Amish women. As the buggy approached the old road down into the lane overgrown by thorns, she almost sighed of relief. For she approached the old road, she knew that Sundays brought her the comfort of her childhood. She reminisced how often she would spend hours playing in the fields around their home, dreaming of the big cities. She would see in books and TVs at her local Walmart. The big industrial tycoons would often inspire young minds to magical places from their screens laced across the back of their stores. The world was changing. A traditional Amish family knew this and knew they would struggle in the new America. 2015 was a strange time. Often families would find their young hidden in hay barns, all gathered around a small screen. <laughs> the young scoundrels may have purchased one at the very store. Their minds were changing. The world seemed like space from their buggies at night beneath the stars as the young dreamt of the big cities. It was a great concern amongst the elders. Startled by the, by the announcement of her father's presence, she smiled of such excitement as she stepped down from the buggy. A young child braced in her arms. She greeted her papa and her mother. Her husband, often quite subdued and stern, greeted her father's hand. They hugged. A bare smile, he had seen great tragedy. No reasons for his sternness were but justified, yet not in the eyes of the Amish fate. Forgiveness was their code. He watched one night on a wet night, a great truck dragged his brother's body to 20 yards from where he stood. It later was found that the driver of the truck came up too fast behind the buggy in which he was guiding. His brother watched and tried to block the eyes of his younger sister who sat beside him. Such a sight can never be forgotten. It became a haunting image in their waking hours. The prayer was said as each member of the family passed around the plates of food. The young woman placed some meat on her plate, enough to pacify the onlookers. She quickly ate, ignoring each conversation. Her husband, about to grab her wrist, a show of restraint, almost in disbelief at his wife's behavior. She asked if she could be excused. The sat guests agreed, 
She grabbed the long black veil from the hook and hurriedly headed towards the forest. Only the lights from the cabin behind her could reflect her image as she made her way through the snowy fields. She must have walked a few miles in. She came to a rock. She removed her black shoes and knelt down on the snow. Beneath the rock, she took from it a box draped in a black cloth. Inside the box were five items. Sage, a bundle, a lighter, a picture of an old lady with soft eyes. As she looked at the picture, she saw her great aunt. She went crazy. She was sent one time to Salem, Massachusetts to try and sell some wooden projects her and her husband had carved back in Pennsylvania. They say that she got lost. One day in Salem, found her way to a bookstore of enchantment. Inside, she entered a world that she had never seen or knew existed. A young Amish woman from Pennsylvania was about to become woke. When she returned to Pennsylvania, she would tell of her great adventure. Yet elders in her town were furious. Such an adventure was but a secret never to be spoken of. She was soon banished from the community, exiled from her home. All but one showed compassion for her, newfound discovery. A niece, a young child completely intrigued by the woman that would become witch. It became a great friendship. Many nights spent under the moon and the stars talking of the great witches. She became fascinated at dawn. She would secretly sneak back ready for her chores and her day to continue and live out the life of a young Amish girl. She would get married in time. Sadly, the great witch, her aunt, would fall ill and pass, and the young woman secretly knew that her calling was to follow the path of her great aunt, the great witch of the north. At night, even as her husband slept, she would lie awake, watching as the shadows of the dead walked around her home. She saw the ill, her community, her elders worried over harvests and she would feel the suffering of the sick. She became ill too after she had conceived a child again. She knew like her aunt, not which by blood, but which by craft was their admission. As she removed the last two items, one a blue ring, the other a picture of a great mountain. The mountain, at night they spoke of this place and its beauty. Lost in thought, she became startled by a woman in a red coat and blonde hair and black boots as she walked her way through the snowy field. She screeched. Dear woman, the lady in the red coat yelled. I'm just lost. They both laughed. I was out walking my dog, she informed her, and now he's missing. The young Amish woman informed her of the path towards safety. Forgetful, she started to walk, leaving her altar visible. The lady in red smiled and spoke. You might want to hide that, dear witch. They both smiled. Come along now. It's dark and cold, she said. They both walked towards the light, now sending back reflection. Go to the mountain, child, and stand with the witches on the last day. As they got closer to the house, they talked more. The loudness of laughter drowned out the conversation. They hugged an uncle, took the leash from the hand of the stranger and said he'd go look for her dog. She thanked him, entered the house and joined into the dinner. Into the night, they sang songs of homelands and drank great pints of mead. The woman in the red coat told great stories of her adventures. By morning, she had left, and without notice. They would meet one day again, when time saw fit. The young woman would find her way to Colorado. A year, a year later, she would run away to Florida. There, her great secret was buttoned in the blue sands. Unrecognizable in a black bathing suit, her leg tattooed, her arm tattooed. On her right wrist, the high peak mountain and the 
image of witches in unison. She walked towards the young man in his hands was his acceptance letter to the United States military. Their destination, Colorado. She screamed to her child, Isaiah, we're going to Colorado.